go hard, go big early. Be a little more conservative as I get bigger, you don't grow at the same rate you do when you're smaller. Focus on what you've got that you know works. Blow it up, do amazingly well with it. Figure out what you're good at and work with that. Welcome to the CPI Podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Welcome to the CPI Podcast. For this episode, we have top producer Mike Hogan of the Hogan Group. Mike has been in the real estate business for the last 15 years and is the CEO and principal broker of the Hogan Group. For this episode, Mike will share how he built the right team that helped him skyrocket his sales from 50 homes to 800 homes in one year. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Today, I'm really, really happy to be joined with somebody amazing, Mr. Mike Hogan from the Hogan Group. Hello, Michael. Hey, hey how's it going, buddy? It's going well. So, Mike, you've uh, led a team to 50 transactions five years ago to 800 transactions a day. And that's yep. what we're going to really dive deep into is really, I mean, that's a massive growth. And 50 is not bad either, by the way. Of course, you know that. And yeah, uh, just yeah. really talking about your journey. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm ready to go. So, Mike, when did you get in real estate? So, I first got licensed in 2005. Um, but I had been in real estate for a little while before that. I was I got into real estate because I was investing. I was buying some rentals. I was doing some flips. And, uh, you know, quite honestly, I really just didn't like working with real estate agents. Um, very few of them got the investor mindset. So after a while, I just kind of was over it and said, you know what? I'm just going to go get my license so I can get access to the MLS and I don't have to deal with these guys. Got it. And that's kind of how it started. So that was 2005. So you started as an investor 2005 and, and you really wanted to say, hey, you know, I, I'm not happy with the agents that I'm working with. And I think that having the access to the data, and particularly in 2005, where it wasn't available as it is today for the consumer marketplace. Yep. And that's uh, what got you started. Yeah, it was. And and really from uh, from 2005 to about uh, 2010, I really wasn't focusing on selling. I mean, I was an agent at that point and I'd sell a few to some buddies and you know, some other investors and some some close personal friends, but I never really focused on uh, real estate as a business other than my flips. I was doing flips um, during that time up until about 2010. And then, of course, right about that 2008, 2009 timeframe, flipping uh, wasn't exactly a great business to be in. So basically, I pivoted, you know, I was like, all right, what do I need to do to uh, to make it here? And Jumping into sales in 2010 seemed uh, seemed pretty logical, but uh, you know, in hindsight, it was probably one of the worst times ever to get into uh, actually start selling real estate. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's all good. It worked out well and uh, came out the other side. A uh, you know, doing pretty well. Fantastic. And so, take us back five years. Tell me about how many. Where were you in your business five years ago? Yeah, sure. So, uh, 2014 uh, was kind of the genesis of the team. Um, you know, again, from 2010 to about 2013, 2014, 
uh, I was I was basically trying to recreate the wheel. Um, I wanted to be a successful real estate agent, but I thought I was smarter than everybody else and just figured, you know what? I, you know, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I've got an MBA. I can be, I can be successful in this business. And, uh, I just was really spinning wheels again, trying to recreate the wheel. And, um, it was 2000, late 2013. Um, I was, I was on a family vacation and I read Gary Keller's red book for the first time. Millionaire real estate. And, um, I wasn't, I wasn't with KW at that point. Um, and I read that and I was like, holy huh. crap, this is, this is exactly what I've been trying to do. And there's hundreds, if not thousands of people that have been doing this all along. Why am I trying to recreate this when they've already done it? Um, I read that book cover to cover uh, on that vacation and then probably read it another three or four times uh, pretty, pretty quickly after that. And um, that really became my framework for how I was going to build my business. Let me stop you yeah. there if I, if I may. Yeah, yeah. Because I oh. want to bring you back between 11 and the end of 13 because you okay. said, hey, I, I – you know, I was really ambitious and I, 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 I tried things that I thought that I knew the journey. And what specifically did you try that did not work? I'm curious about that before we dive into what did work. There's a lot of things that worked, but they worked on a, on a pretty small scale. You know, the normal stuff, uh, it was door knocking, it was farming, you know, it was all these things, branding and, and so forth. And all of it worked to a degree, but not at the scale at which I really wanted to do it. And, uh, that's, you know, that's what kind of led me. I, I actually got introduced to, uh, to Zillow in that 2010, 2011, 2012 timeframe. And I uh, was doing a, a little bit with them during that time. I remember my first Zillow purchase was $250 a month. And, uh, I was scared to death to tell my wife that I spent $250 <laughs> a month because she would have killed me. So, you know, it was, uh, it was all those little things that, that real estate agents do, but quite honestly, I was doing a hundred different things and I wasn't good at one. And that's what really, that's what really was, was holding me back. Okay. So now fast forward 2013, end of 2013, you go on vacation with your family, you find this book yep. called the million real estate agent. Yep. You read it once, you read another three times and then what? Yep. So I, uh, I, I started, I, I was basically at level one. I had to hire an admin. I knew to myself, I was, I, I, I knew myself well enough to know, Hey, there's some things in my business that are falling through the cracks. And I was, you know, I was doing okay as an individual agent. I was probably doing, you know, 20, 30 deals a year, making a, a decent living. Sure. But I was seeing, a, I, I started tracking all the deals that fell through because of a screw up that I made. And unfortunately there were a lot of them. Um, what, do remember, you mean, you, um, what do you mean a screw up that you made? You know what? I, I didn't return somebody's phone call on time. Um, I just dropped the ball and there were a lot of balls being dropped because I'm not a, I'm really not an organized guy. You know, it wasn't until later on that I figured out that I was not alone in that, uh, that issue. So, um, you know, I wasn't organized. I wasn't, I didn't handle transactions well, even though I thought I did. Um, I just didn't do a very good job of, of managing transactions. And again, you know, if somebody would call me, I wouldn't get back to them. Um, and I just let balls drop. And it's because I wasn't organized. I didn't have a system in place. I didn't have uh, somebody helping me on the back end. All right. So then so, you said admin more. Hired, hired an admin. And I went through a couple of different admins trying to find the right one. And I eventually did find the right one. Um, that was uh, that was late 2013 when I hired her. Um, and then uh, got into 2014. I hired my first buyer's agent in January of 2014. And Hiring my first buyer's agent scared the living crap out of me because, you know, just like everybody thinks when they're starting to grow is nobody can handle my clients the way I do. Everybody wants me. They don't want somebody else. If they call in, they only want to see Mike Hogan show up or, or whatever. 
And that was, I thought like that. And so hiring that first agent was a real stretch for me. And unfortunately the agent was horrible. Um, with, I, I think he, he was probably with me, I don't know, two or three weeks and I fired him. Um, and it was because, you know, he wasn't following up with leads. He wasn't, he was basically making, he was basically, uh, bringing true everything that I thought. And that's what I was concerned about. And it, it honestly, it, it made me gun shy to hire another agent. Yeah. But and, kudos to you for making that quick exit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, do that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I realized it right away. And I mean, it was so bad that the guy wouldn't even respond to me to come into the office so that I could fire him. I ended up having to fire him <laughs> via text because he wouldn't come into the office to meet me. Okay. Um, so, you know, it, so from there, you know, I kept going. Um, I was a little gun shy to hire another agent. And uh, I had my my admin who was doing an amazing job for me and I was continuing to grow. And, um, you know, I was probably at that point, I was at about uh, 45, 50 sales a year. Um, and July of no June, June of 2014, I hired my my real first agent, um, David, who, by the way, is still with me today. Uh, he was agent number one. And the very uh, month later, next month later, I hired agent number two, Alicia, who is also still with me today and who is now my sales director. So um, both of them um, were with me from the really the beginning. You already know 87 percent of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. Dot com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks. Okay, Alicia and, and what was the gentleman's name? David. David, 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 right, David so Alicia, and David. Real quick, yep. they, they were good hires. Very good hires. What made you realize that? Do you recall? Um, they were engaged. They, um, they were asking questions. They were following up with people. They would be in the office with me as I was following up with people. So they were learning what I was doing. Um, and at the time I was doing buyers and sellers, they were doing just buyers. Anytime okay. they had a seller, I would handle the sellers kind of following okay. the model. Sure. Um, that went on. So 2014, we ended up, uh, I think we were just over 50 sales and, and at the end of 2014 with the two of them, I think that probably the two of them probably sold, you know, from mid year, 2014 till the end, uh, between the two of them, we probably brought in about another 10 to 15 sales with the two of them, okay. which was great. I mean, they had, they did, they did really well. About one a month um, for each of them, something like that. Yeah, basically. I mean, they, yeah. they did well. Um, and then, um, you know, the rest of 2014, it was just uh, it was just the, the the three of us and an admin. Um, I ended up bringing in a, a second admin because we were starting to get more sales. I needed an actual transaction coordinator. My transaction coordinator had been my executive assistant, my you know customer service person. She was managing my email, all that stuff. Um, she was doing all of that. So we actually brought someone in to manage just transactions as well. Um, and then really, I mean, honestly, from that point to today, it's all been kind of a blur um, because we, we, we just started hiring. And, you know, I, I got very lucky that around that time I got connected with a lot of great people around the country that I'm still super close with today. Agents around the country that were growing their teams at the same time I was growing my team. 
And we all bounced ideas off of each other. And we said, hey, this is what we're doing. And we found somebody that had something that was working. You know, sometimes it was scripts or sometimes it was a system or a process. And they would tell us about it and we'd all go implement it. So a lot of us out there today um, that still talk, we, we all have very similar systems. Some of us have grown more than others. Um, but uh, altogether, our systems are, are very similar. So I was very lucky in that, in that situation. Excuse me. How did you get connected yeah. with those other agents? You know, it was a combination of things. Most of it was national events. Um, like we were, we were all big with, uh, with Zillow at that point. So anytime we go to a Zillow conference, we'd see the same people over and over again. Um, any other industry conferences, NAR conferences, uh, by that time I had joined KW as well. Um, so it was a lot of the KW conferences, but, um, you know, we all got together. We stayed in touch via Facebook primarily. Um, we've got a couple of, of groups that we all belong to today, a couple of messaging uh, uh, apps that we use that we all just stay in touch with each other constantly. And even today, I mean, we're still saying, hey, what are you guys doing about this? And everybody chimes in and we all just we share ideas. And it's, it's great. You know, I heard somebody one time say that there'll be a time in your life where you have to get on an airplane to go see your best friends. And that's kind of what it's it's like today. I mean, these guys that I'm super close to and guys and gals that we're super close to, you know, we jump on a plane to uh, to go somewhere and meet. Half the time, we don't care about the conference. We're just there for the people. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so we've had two buyer's agents, one assistant, and then we hit a blur. So help yeah. us unblur that a little bit. I know it went fast and furious. Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. So we started hiring. Um, you know, there was we hired a few agents. We lost a couple of agents. You know, there were some agents we hired that that weren't a great fit. You know, we didn't honestly. I didn't. I say we. I didn't hire well in in some situations, and I hired really well in some situations. Um, what was the difference? Honestly, the the difference in the agents were there were some people that I hired that they just turned out they you know they were hungry. Yeah, what was the difference um, in your process? Was there a difference oh, that you can identify? Process? Yeah, to, you know, to hire really, bad versus good. You know, there, at that point, there really wasn't a process. I'll be perfectly honest. Okay. I was, I felt like I was winging it. Um, I would find people, I'd bring them in, I'd interview them. Um, and if I thought that they would match well with the team and I thought that they could sell, I would hire them. And unfortunately, that's not a great process for hiring. It worked for the most part. We, you know, probably over the next year or two after that, we probably hired six or eight more agents. We lost one or two. So it wasn't a bad process. We did well. And we had you know, some agents that just didn't work after, after a certain amount of time. They just weren't working. They, they just didn't seem to have the drive that we thought they did in an interview process. How would, um, you, how would you describe your culture? You know, it's, that's, a, that's a great question. I get asked that a lot. First off, we, we've done a really nice job with our culture. We're a tight-knit culture. We have our own office. We've always had our own office away from, um, like right now we're part of KW, but uh, we were, when even with, we were with KW, we had our own mega agent office and we've been able to just drive our own culture. It's just, it's one where everybody helps everybody. There's no, you know, there's no worrying about whether if I give this guy the opportunity to, to go show this house for me, then maybe he was going to steal that client. There's never been any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's uh, everybody is, is very trusting and, you know, we've had our share of drama over the years, but we've uh, I think we've done a really nice job of weeding out the drama and I think everybody today, I mean, people love coming into the office. We've got a cool office. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Richmond, but we're in the Scotts Edition area of Richmond, Virginia, around all the breweries and coffee shops and everything. So it's, it's a great space. Um, it's, uh, it's laid back, but at the same time, um, there's a ton of energy there. 
And, you know, people just, people have a good time. We, we have wine on tap in the office. You know, it's just, it's just a cool place for people to come and, and get their work done. But, you know, we're, we've got a bunch of hard workers, um, the agents, the operations staff, the management team, everybody, they just come in, they put their heads down, they work, they sell, and everybody wants to sell. Everybody wants to be a top producer. You know, we have some that will sell 20 properties a year and we have some that'll sell 50 properties a year. You know, and there's a place for, for all of them in, in our model. But it, it just works. It just works really well. What's your organization look like today? Operations, lead generation, sales. Tell us about that. So today we're still an internet lead driven team. Uh, we're still, we still work with Zillow. We work with Realtor.com. Um, we do some other stuff too. We do some farming and things like that. But uh, you know, we, we're really a, a heavy lead driven team. We have uh, all the processes in, in, in place to make sure that those leads are captured and handed off to an agent quickly and so forth. Uh, but the way we look today, the organizational structure basically looks like this. We've got, uh, uh, I believe we're at 38 agents right now. Um, I tend to lose uh, lose counts about that. We're at about 38 agents right now, um, and they're spread out pretty well. Uh, we went through the uh, through the expansion model with KW, so we had some agents in North Carolina, Northern Virginia. Um, right now, we're we're focusing very heavily on our home market, Richmond, Virginia. Um, we're in we've got agents in Charlottesville, Virginia, Williamsburg, Virginia, Farmville, Charlottesville. I mean, we're we're basically all over the place, but we've got about thirty eight agents all together, and we've got uh, about another eight agents right now that are in various stages of onboarding. Um, so that's the the agent uh, population that we've got. Leadership team, we have um, I've got a director sales is responsible for all of my agents in the Richmond market. And then I've got a director of expansion that's responsible for all of my agents um, outside of the Richmond market. Okay. And then we had a director of operations, but we figured out that that was a position that we really didn't need uh, because we were having a lot of push pull between operations and sales. So to eliminate that issue, I put my operations people that the operations people that supported my Richmond agents went under my Richmond director of sales. So now my director of sales is responsible for my operations team in Richmond and my sales team in Richmond. And the same thing is true with my expansion team. He was responsible for my, uh, my operations team that supports his agents and so forth. So there was never that push pull between, uh, between the two departments. They were all working together and all reported to the same person to make that happen. Got it. So um, that, co- that cohesion is really important then. It's super important. And, you know, it, I mean, I've seen it in, in other careers that I've been in, other companies that I've worked for. There's all, there was always that, that push pull between operations and sales. Sure. Um, it's always a, um, you know, a he said, she said thing. So mm-hmm. I figured I would eliminate that. But on our operations team, we're a fairly simple organization. We've got uh, two, uh, two transaction coordinators. We have a listing coordinator. Um, we have a director of client experience, which is essentially our person that is responsible for maintaining contact with our, um, with our clients after the sale. So they're responsible from the point of sale or from the from closing to infinity, essentially. So she manages and, and schedules all of our client events. Um, she makes sure that we're doing pop buys, all the things that we all should be doing as individual agents. We're just figured out a way to systemize that and do it at scale. So she organizes the agent. So she's more organized than sales oriented. Is that do I understand Ex- correctly? Exactly. She she's a licensed agent herself, but her job is she takes care of just making sure that. Everybody is, um, you know, we're, we're still doing pop buys. We're doing contests. We're doing all those things that keeps our client base engaged after the, after the sale. So her job is basically getting us referrals. Got it. Got it. And so this year, how many transactions will you do? 
So this year we'll be between 750 and 800. We should we should hit the 800 number. Um, it really just depends on how this last quarter kind of uh, kind of works <laughs> itself out. Um, we're already higher than we were last year, so we shouldn't have any problem. We'll definitely won't have any problem hitting the 750 number. 800 is our stretch goal, um, and there's a good chance we're going to hit that as well. What's the vo- What's the expected volume at 800? 800, we will be right at about 200 million. And what proportion of buy versus list on that? 70% buy, 30% list. Okay, so you looking- we've. Uh, it's it's interesting though, you know. I always hear, are you trying to move more towards list? You know, we used to be a lot heavier on the list side than we were on the buyer side. In fact, 2014, I was 70% list, 30% buy. Sure. Um, and over time, that uh, that kind of went to 50-50. And just the makeup of our leads, the way our lead generation is, we get a lot of buy side leads. Now, don't get me wrong, we still maintain a really healthy listing uh, inventory, but with the uh, the amount with the the issues that we have with inventory out there. Um, we're really heavy on the buy side. So, I mean, we're we're still one of the top listing uh, teams in the area for sure. Sure. So let's go through, because I know that you were just winging it at the beginning in regards to the hiring process. Yeah. I'm assuming you've systemized that at this point? We have. So we, um, you know, first off, you know, nowadays we're, you know, I've gone through Recruit Select and I've done all of those things that KW offers. Um, we still rely very heavily on a disk test. Um, in fact, that's built into our application process. So when, when um, somebody applies to begin with, they're automatically sent a disk exam and we get that right away. So we get an idea of um, what we're dealing with. Um, I'm still a big believer and I don't want a team of Ds. So it's... Um, what are you looking for, uh, eyes? I mean, what are you looking, I'm looking for, for? I'm looking heavy heavy for, for eyes, I Cs. I mean, I like some D there, don't get me wrong, especially with those that are going to be more uh, listing heavy. Um, sure. I like to see those. I like to see some heavier D's there, but um, I'm really looking for kind of a medium, uh, medium D, high I, and a medium C. Okay. In my agents, makes sense. Um, and then um, once once we receive the application, we review it. If we want to talk to them, um, we call first. We do a phone interview, and then we bring them in, and we typically have them talk to. Um, anywhere from two to about five different people in the organization. And it's it's going to be whoever the managing agent would be or the managing uh, the sales manager, whether it's going to be Ben or Alicia, my expansion director or my, my sales director. They're going to talk to them. They talk to them first. Um, then they bring in a couple of our agents. They have them talk to our agents um, so that they can get a real feel for what the business looks like. We have our agents talk to them to see, hey, is this person going to fit with our organization? And then finally, if... Uh, if everybody's in agreement that they look like a good hire, then I talk to them and I'm really there just making sure they're a culture fit. You know, I tell them a little bit about the history of the organization. I tell them about the vision for the company, where we're going, um, how we're going to get there, that type of thing. Um, but I'm really trying to get out of them. Are they are they going to fit with the team or are they going to be somebody that, you know, it's going to be an issue for us? And then after that, we make the decision. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content 
that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. Going back to that hiring process and you're looking for that culture fit. That's what I heard that was really yep. a priority. Yes. And then layers of layers of a process of you're talking, talk to the potential manager, then various salespeople that you'll be that you'll be working with. And it seems as though if there's, you know, like an overlay of culture that you're looking for there, are you looking for a certain record or a certain background for a candidate for you to get yeah. into? having a conversation with them. Sure. So, I mean, our, our perfect candidate is somebody with less than two years of experience. We prefer them to be licensed. We prefer them to be in the business. Um, we prefer them to be under two years in the business though, but we really want them to have a few sales under their belt. We're not looking for somebody that's got 120 sales or anything like that. We're looking for that guy who's come in because everybody gets into real estate thinking it's going to be easy. They can make a whole bunch of money right away and they're in the business, but they've seen how hard it actually is. And they see how hard it is to lead generate and they see how hard it is to make the sale and they see how hard it is to hold a sale together. Because those are the people when we bring them into our organization, they appreciate it. Yeah. They know that, okay, these guys are handing us leads. They're, they're, they're giving us leads. They've got transaction coordinators that handle all the back end stuff for us so we don't have to do it. And they realize they, they, they do, they appreciate it. But if you, they come in brand new, um, not to say that my brand new agents don't appreciate it, but they come in brand new. Um, there's a there's a different level of appreciation for it. I think. Well, they have a different perspective. We don't hire yeah. new agents. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't. Yeah, yeah. Nope. they haven't gotten kicked in the gut yet. And, uh, they haven't. They haven't. And you know what? We have we have brand new agents. Some of my absolute best agents that I've hired have been brand new agents. Sure. And it's really it's really just dependent on the person. You're looking for that person who's you know I, I always say I'm looking for the guy with a chip on his shoulder, um, <laughs> who's got something to prove. And, you know, and I say guy, I mean that, you know, guy or gal, guy or gal um, yeah. some of our, you know, honestly, most of some of our best agents have been, have been females. Our rock stars have been, uh, have been female. So, I mean, we've, we're not looking for any particular type there. We're just looking for who's got the, the fire in their belly. Who's got a, an ax to grind and who's going to go out there and, and make something happy and, or make something happen. And that's honestly, that's what we hire. So whether they're a brand new agent, or there's somebody that um, has been in the in the business for a little while. That's what we're looking for. I just want somebody that's uh, that's ready to put their head down and grind it out, and not a, not scared to do the work that it's going to take to sell 50 houses a year. How do you find? How do you attract the talent to you? You know, for the longest time, we had to do a lot of advertising to to get people in, and we still do a lot of advertising. Um, we do a lot of social media advertising. Um, we do a lot of advertising on the job boards and things like that. Um, and for the longest time, that's what it took because nobody knew who the Hogan Group was. Nowadays, I'm, I'm fortunate in that we've got a, a strong enough name in our area that um, a, lot of our, a lot of our recruits today are coming to us. When did that go over top? When did that crest the hill? Yeah, it's, you know, it was, it's, it's kind of a moving target. I, I'd say over the last probably year to, to two years. So once we get to that point where we were top in our area, uh, which probably happened about two years ago. How many transactions um, was that? It was probably about 400 transactions or so. Okay. Once, once we hit, once we hit that point, it was, you know, now people know who we are. So people will call us and say, Hey, I'd like to talk with you. Uh, people who hadn't considered joining the team before, I think they're seeing a change in the market now. And they're like, you know, it's, you know, how can I compete against you guys? I can't. So 
they uh, so they're calling us now as well. And, you know, we're still doing the same things that we were doing before, too. You know, I'm talking to agents constantly. Um, I do a lot of teaching myself. Um, I used to teach at our association. I had a lot of people. In fact, I'd say probably a good 50 percent of my agents today when they come in, they're like, yeah, you taught one of my classes way back when. You know, those types of things are great ways to get your name out and get people to know who you are. And then they start recognizing you and they see things in, on social media and they see things in the news and they see your name. They see all your signs. Um, they're like, man, maybe I really should talk to this guy. But that's uh, that's been a big part of it for us. Now. Okay. So if you were to go backwards, and it seems to me like you really got serious about this about five years ago. Would that be true? Yeah. Yeah, okay. very, very much so. So let's say Mike Hogan today, not 2019, he's talking to Mike 2014. What would Mike Hogan 2019 say? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I'd say go hard, go big early. Even though I've always been a risk taker. I was scared to death. I, you know, for the longest time I held true at four agents because I thought that that's all the Richmond area could support was a team of four agents. And I was scared to get bigger than that. And it took me a while. And then I went to five and then I went to six. And the next thing I knew I was at 15. I would tell myself, go big, go hard and do it a lot faster than you did. I mean, granted we did it in five years. That's not bad, but I probably would have gotten moving uh, and taken bigger risks a lot earlier on. Is there one mistake over the last five years that, that you would say, Oh my goodness, I I'm grateful to learn from that yet would really would have wanted to avoid that one. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's obviously there's tons of mistakes in there. I mean, I'd be lying if I said that we didn't make any mistakes, you know, one big one, I, I can't really point to any one big one. I will say that, Probably the one thing that did, it cost me a lot of money, was in anticipation of growth, I hired a lot more employees than I needed at one point. Okay. And my thought was, let's hire the employees before I need them. And as it turned out, I didn't really need them at all. And the business didn't support them. And you know, I, was, I was losing some serious cash there for a while. And luckily, you know, I... I figured it out and it was a, it was a really painful thing to have to do, but I had to let a few people go that I didn't want to let go. Even though we were still growing, we weren't growing at the rate that I needed to grow in order to support what I had hired. So my lesson from that was, you know, be a little more conservative with where I think I'm going to grow. Cause as I get bigger, you don't grow at the same rate you do when you're smaller. Um, it's easy to double when you're doing 50 deals a year than it is when you're doing 500 deals a year. And so being a little more conservative with my projections and where I think I'm going with the business and hiring as I get closer to when I'm actually going to need somebody. You know, I was, I was thinking of hiring people a year before I need them. And realistically, I should be able to hire people a month or two before I need them and make that work. That was probably, you know, that was the one that probably cost me the most money. But other than that, I mean, there's been a bunch of little things that, you know, I've, I've tried things that I wish I hadn't tried, tried channels that I wish I hadn't have tried. Um, like but none that, you know, I've tried, you know, I, I did like things like, I shouldn't say I'm online. I don't want to, I don't want to call any particular channels out, oh, that's um, right. but that's there's right. a couple, there's a couple of lead providers out there that I've worked with that, you know, it was really just a waste of money Got and it. I wish that I hadn't done it. Um, you know, I have probably one of the things that I learned in my career. Um, and I, I tell this to my agents and I tell this to other agents is figure out what you're good at and work with that. Yeah. And every, you know, agents have this mentality of they want to do 10 or 15 different things. And I did that early on, but they have this mentality of wanting to do 10 or 15 things. They want to go door knocking and they want to do circle down and they want to work expireds. And, you know, they want to do all the, this litany of things that's out there. 
And there's a lot of ways to make money in this business. There's a ton of ways to make money in this business. But if you're doing them all, very rarely are you going to be good at any of them. So I say, you know, I've always tell people, look, you know, focus on what you've got that you know works, blow it up, do amazingly well with it. And if once you get to that point where you know it's working and you've mastered that channel, then maybe add one more. But keep your focus in there. Agents, agents are easy to get distracted on doing bunches of different things and chasing the next shiny object that's going to get them another five sales a year. And you know, I think that's a, one of the biggest problems that agents have. Just focus on what works, what's good for you, and stick with that and blow it up. That's awesome, Mike. That's a great, uh, that's a great little bit of advice for us to go out on. And I know that that's true advice, whether if you're joining an incredible team like yours, like the Hogan Group, or if you're a new agent or you're going from 50 to 800, I think that's that's fantastic advice. So Mike, if I'm an agent and I have a referral for you, or if I'm a client, I'm in the Central Virginia area, how do yep. I get in touch with you? So phone number, the best thing to do is call into our, uh, our company number. It's 804-571-2900. That will get you an agent immediately. We have agents on duty at all all the time, uh, so that'll get you an agent immediately. If you want to talk to me directly, um, you can find me on almost every social media channel that's out there. Just look up uh, Mike Hogan or RVA Realtor. Yeah, my personal email address is Mike at HoganGRP.com. So GRP is a uh, abbreviation for group. So Mike at HoganGroup.com. Mike at HoganGRP.com. Michael, thank you so much. I wish you much continued success. Awesome. And, I want to grab some coffee with you sometime soon. Yeah, I'm let's definitely do it. Each other. All right, cool. Good Thanks, Mike. Take care. Bye-bye. Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the CPI Community. Apply for a membership at the CPI Community on Facebook and visit us at the cpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. Hey, I just had the best 45 minutes interviewing Dan Roshan. He's from Virginia, right outside the D.C. area. He's been in a stable market for a long time. In 18 months, he created so much success where he was actually able to buy the brokerage as a real estate agent. Able to buy Dan is a leader of vision, focus, and passion. He's enthusiasm is truly infectious. He just came out with a book for real estate agents to kind of help people pivot. We went through and talked about how to succeed in adversity. If you are still listening, it is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart, and professional. Mostly, you understand that you're in charge to design your life. If you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There, you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free, and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI 
which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters, just like you, so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington, D.C. area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, sell a home, or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington, D.C. area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.